You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ in others, and grows together in our faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the second Sunday of Easter, April 11, 2021, by the Reverend Steve Best, Associate for Couples and Family Life at St. Thomas. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the religious authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Can you think of things you can't see with your very own eyes, but know that they are true? Take a moment right now and think about this past week and see what comes to mind. For me, what immediately comes to mind is the wind. We can't actually see the wind, but we know that the wind is real, especially during a storm or when a cool breeze on a warm beach comforts us. Now, how about the fragrance of a flower? That, too, is not something we can actually see, but know it to be real. The season of Easter is full of flowers. 
Sometime today, I encourage you to take a walk, find a blossoming flower, and meditate on the fragrance of God's creation. Breathe in the reality of God's presence in all of us. And how about love? We can't actually see or measure or weigh it objectively like gold or silver, but we know it's there. It's a force that spiritually animates us, inspires loving actions. I finally remember one of my psychology professors at the University of Washington. He had been relegated to the night school. He had been a PhD student for over 10 years. His dissertation, he said, was not scientific enough. He was told that it was not empirical. Now, what do you think the subject he was investigating was? You guessed it. Love. I didn't have the gumption to tell him that maybe he should try switching majors like me. Become more of a philosopher, a poet, or a theologian instead. I am glad that he stayed true to his vision. Not sure he ever got his doctorate, but does any of us get a doctorate in love? To me, the core message of Easter is no matter what we encounter or experience in life, we have the opportunity to come to know through the eyes of faith that love never dies. This is profoundly proclaimed by the Apostle Paul in the eighth chapter of Romans. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In today's gospel story, we literally get the sense that Jesus has been given the task a breathing into life, the disciples. The disciples had had the breath knocked out of them. They were confronted with a possibility, maybe even likelihood, that the love that they had known from Jesus might die and not return. Even though we can't see it, we know it to be true, the disciples and us, that God's love never dies Take a moment to feel the movement, the stirring in your heart of new life that wants to give birth. The Spirit of God has been from, with us from the very start. In Genesis, we have these famous words, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of all the waters. While we can't see it, we know it to be true. God is forever creating love, and love never dies. I was recently reminded of that when I uncovered an old poem that I wrote when I was 16 years old on the occasion of my grandmother's death. It was tucked away in my father's old scrapbook. It was my teenage attempt, my young heart attempt, 
to come to terms with the reality that my grandfather's love might never return. Wandering alone in a vast garden of roses on my grandparents' farm, numb with grief, filled with heartache, I was overtaken by the invisible fragrance of those roses. They revealed God's love to me, every bit as real as if Jesus had appeared in bodily form and held my hand. The poem is entitled, To Those Who Mourn. The memorable relationships must be parted. Let us now bless the departed. For those who live and remain in sorrow, may they think about tomorrow. To those who are forced to die, may they have what we can't buy. What a small price for healed wounds. Because of Christ, there is no doom. Our sensitive emotions have been ignited. Wonderful, wonderful is the time when we are all reunited. Today's Easter story is all about discovery of a love that never dies. It is the story of how a group of grieving disciples traumatized by the execution of their leader are reunited with each other and with God. They're given the gift of faith and receiving the love through faith, they can begin to see, even though they can't touch it all, measure it all, describe it all, they begin to see through the eyes of faith. The Gospel of John reveals that there are different pathways and different types of faith and journeys. Jesus always meets his followers where they are and helps them to take yet another faithful step. For the beloved disciple, remember, faith was restored almost instantly when he saw the empty tomb. Mary, remember Mary, she comes back to faith when she hears the Lord call her by name. Now, ten of the disciples actually need to see the risen Lord present in bodily form, coming back, showing his hands and his side, and offering this peace before their faith is restored. The only thing different about Thomas's journey is that he can't take someone else's word for it. He needs to experience Jesus himself before faith can be reborn. Thomas's faith journey is highlighted today. It's deserving of our attention. He believes he needs something more. He needs to be able to touch Jesus's wounds. And I would say and observe that Jesus, I mean, Thomas actually needs Jesus to touch Thomas's wounds. Isn't it interesting that the need Thomas has, the prerequisite for his faith, that something he is so certain about, it completely disappears once Jesus offers the opportunity for Thomas to come close to him. And more than that, to experience a love until that moment has been hard for him to see. Having God answer all of our questions Acquiring a bunch of head knowledge before we enter into a relationship with God is not something God requires of us. It may even interfere with our relationship with God. We trust and have faith that God knows what he's doing, although there is a lot of things that we can't see through our human eyes. This insight, dear friends, is why Episcopalians try not to require folks to consent to a lot of doctrinal knowledge or moral requirements on the front end of belonging to God in our community. 
We don't require that infants or seekers or doubters or skeptics. We don't assume that they have to have all these right answers or complete ones before entering into relationship with us, with faith, with Christ. We believe that the church's sacrament, for example, of baptism and Eucharist are full of faith in a love that is partially hidden, not fully revealed, even mysterious. Ultimately, just like in today's gospel story, we trust in the mystery of our faith to breathe new life into us and overtake us with love. Each Sunday we proclaim, join me if you'd like to, the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again and again. It's important to take a moment to talk about faith. In today's story, Jesus is talking about the fruitful um, spirit, the spiritual fruits that come out of faithful relationship and the consequences when we no longer can trust. Actually, that word trust is a better word than the word belief. The translation doesn't do it justice. Trust involves the heart. It's important to realize that Jesus is not attempting to engage in some kind of intellectual or theological debate with his followers, nor is he condemning healthy questioning or doubting. It's a critical part of the faith journey. Honest questioning is the way we make faith real and our own. There are so many ways that it can be defined, faith that is, but I keep going back to my favorite. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith involves struggle. That is so clear in Thomas's faith journey, and that is why we love him, because we know it is real and it's his. He eventually finds Jesus and knows that Jesus' love is real. There have been many times in my own life, and I'm sure it could be true for you, that I felt that God needed to adequately answer all of my questions. It's usually about pain and suffering before I could fully let God in, giving God that checklist, before I could trust, trust again that God would be there and that his love would never die. Inevitably, God reappears. God, in our questioning, appears and gives us faith eyes, eyes that can see what could be partially revealed only through stepping out in faith. We gather today in the name of the risen one who brings faith back to life, nurtures us back to health and fuller community with one another. One by one, Eucharist by Eucharist, baptism by baptism, confirmation by confirmation, revealing his love and a mercy in a new Easter way. Just as Jesus went back for his first disciples, and especially Thomas, he comes back for us with a love that never dies. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's www.stthomasmedina.org.